Is Will being strapped by Jada? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to episode four. Cocktails with Kodak, baby. Yes, indeed. Another good show lined up for you this week. Thank you guys for tuning back in. I am your host, Kodak. Like I said, we are at episode four of the podcast. This week's drink, appropriately titled The Entanglement. So that drink entitled The Entanglement, it's simple, three simple ingredients. It is a cinnamon tequila paired with lavender syrup and rosemary syrup. Very simple, very sexy. You see how it can get entangled a little bit, a little confusing. You don't know what's going on. Sounds like you're in an open relationship. It's all of that. But they, but they mesh well together. And now, mind you, this is a drink I just came up with um, earlier yesterday. I had just went out and got this new cinnamon-flavored tequila, which I never had before. And I said, I want to try that. So I got home, and then I started saying, well, what can I mix with this? So I had it on the rocks initially. And then I started to play around with ingredients in the kitchen. And then I had this rosemary, these rosemary leaves that I had. They've been in my cabinet for like ever And I'm like well what I want to do I think I want to do something with these So I got that Put them in the saucepan Put the half sugar Half water Made the syrup Put the put the uh, rosemary leaves in Made the syrup And then I added Homemade lavender syrup Same process Half sugar Half lavender Boil it For five minutes Yes Put it in the refrigerator So it can cool down you mix that together with that cinnamon tequila it is the fucking best and like i said i i thought it was going to be more more for me like a seasonal drink because of the cinnamon flavor but actually when you mix it with the lavender and the rosemary it's it could be with a few ice cubes it's a good summer drink it's got a little spice to it then it's got like a little sweetness to it a little tart it's really really good so again Three simple ingredients, lavender syrup, rosemary syrup, and cinnamon tequila. Now, let's start the show. So, I want to get into our hot topic segment, um, hot toddies, and I want to get into some red cup talk with a friend of mine's, and I'm actually going to phone him in. This week, I was coming, I wanted to come up with something different. I wanted to do something different, and I wanted to because I'm tired of hearing my voice. So I wanted to have a friend that I can phone in, you know, like a bar fly, somebody I go, I drink with, like a drinking buddy, and that we can really have conversations. So I said, who better to choose this week than my friend Rob? So I want to get him on the line so I can jump right into Hot Topics and we can have some Red Cup talk. Hold on. Rob. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. Welcome to Cocktails with Kodak. 
Thank you for inviting me to my podcast. Yes, this is yours. This is Cocktails with Rob and Kodak. <laughs> How you doing, yeah, man? Can, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So I was just telling the audience about you a little bit, and now you're on the line. You're here. So I think they already know you. I don't want you telling the audience nothing about me. I speak for myself. Okay. <laughs> look, <laughs> you, you don't know what came out of my mouth. Well, there's a lot of jokes there, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Hilarious. But yeah, so we got a lot to talk about on Red Cup Talk this week. A lot of things to hash out. Um, I was just going over this week's featured drink, which is a, well, it's called the Entanglement. And it's a cinnamon tequila with lavender syrup and rosemary syrup. That sounds really good. I like rosemary. Oh, yeah. It's really good. And all I did was just pretty much made my own homemade syrups and mix it in with some ice and the tequila, and it's a wrap. So it's good. It's a good summer drink. Good. But, yeah, I think I want to go into, because I don't want to waste anybody's time, but I want to go into this week. Thank you for that. Okay? Because I'm good at wasting somebody's time. Let's let's drag yourself during this pandemic. Drag yourself during this pandemic. Um, I, I want to. Uh, <laughs> you are so funny. So, like I was telling the uh, audience, I was saying that we have this ba- this back and forth banter, and um, I re- I recently realized because I've always been team iPhone, but I recently realized you've up until recently you've transitioned over to iPhone from an Android. Yes, but I was originally Team iPhone back in 2009. So I'm just, I'm actually just that, actually. Right. Little, little dude I know. But yeah, so um, welcome to, to the winning team again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I want to get into a little bit of hot topics. And the first thing I want to cover, um, which has been really hot this week, is. Viacom, CBS, letting go Nick Cannon. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. I haven't watched the full interview, but I did see bits and pieces. Okay. So I'm going to just catch you up to speed just to, just so we're on the same page. Now, um, so he was fired two days ago from Viacom after making seemingly anti-Jewish theories on his podcast. And, and that ro- arose back in June. So I'm going to let you hear the audio and then because you spoke down. He sat down with uh, Richard Griffin. You know, Richard Griffin. Yes. Professor Griffin. Right. From Public Enemy. All right. Cool. So he sat down with him, like I said, on his podcast and a conversation arose about. Well, I'll let you hear it and you take a listen and we'll go from there. All right. Let's go to what it really is then. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and understanding right. that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellesley talked about is that 
fear and that 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 uh, just genetic that annihilation deficiency mm-hmm. of when you have a person that has ha- has the lack of pigment, the right. lack of melanin, right. that they know that they will be annihilated. So therefore, however they got the power, they 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 have the lack of compassion. Mm-hmm. That mel- melanin comes with compassion. Melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it. We call it soul. We soul brothers and sisters. That's the melanin that connects us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are are a little and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully <laughs> are a little less and 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 where the term actually comes from because i'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to minister farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of caucasus when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them. So then they're acting out of fear. They're acting out of low self-esteem. They're acting out of a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the only way that they can act is evil. The only way they can they, they have to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight or flight okay. in, or, in order to survive. Exactly. So then these people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough uh, torrential environments, mm. so they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. And then they built up such this. All right. So that was what he said. And mm-hmm. so apparently, freedom of speech isn't for minorities or people of color because after those comments, they let them go. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm kind of now he I I, I want to before because he's re, he he did something recently that I get to in a second. But based off of what you just heard, what do you think about what he, what is your POV on that? Um, based on the small snippet that you just played, he actually told the truth. Um, and I actually didn't think it was it was anti-Semitic what he just said. However, though. However, the inter- the full interview is longer, and he and from what I and from what I saw, because I did see bits and pieces of the full interview, he did um, he he did say some stuff that that you did give him the side eye for, right? Um, but I don't, but I don't think it was necessarily anti-Semitic though. Um, I I think someone also said that like. He quoted Hitler or some other crap, and I just was like, "Now that, that, you know, that was definitely over the line." But yeah, so, so, so what? So basically, like what he did right with the Hitler situation, because um, Hitler like literally paddled those same, you know, theories in which enabled the Holocaust. So people got offended by that, and and it's overstood. I get it. And he said, I'm trying to remember what else he said that was kind of like mm, tiptoeing. But for me, like you said, I don't think that he should have got fired. I don't think what he said was not like was was untruthful. Right. It's just kind of like when it's like when white people do, hear something that they don't like. Now it becomes a problem. You get what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. So, so yeah. Yeah. So you know, any, go ahead. No, I was about to say, I, you know, I also... 
you know, I also just kind of feel like the whole conversation was very hotepish. It was. And, uh-huh. and so, and, and to me, honestly, that the conversation he had with her, with Professor Griff is a conversation that black people have at the kitchen table. You know what I mean? Right. And I felt like it was a black kitchen table talk that just so happened to be on a radio show that's nationally syndicated. So it got broadcasted out to a lot of people. But to be honest, some of the stuff he said is stuff that black people have been talking about for years, just in the comfort of our home. In our own homes. So it's bad now because it's it's reached a different scale. Um, and I understand that as a celebrity, you got to be responsible for the stuff that you say about any race. Granted. Right. But what he said, I don't think it he needed to be fired from any position. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. So, yeah. Um, so but regardless, um, I understand words mean mean things. I, I understand that. But he he has released an apology, and he's. Um, do you think he should have apologized? Before I go any further, um, I that I mean that's a that's a tough call to make. Um, so because the the professional side of me is saying yes, he should have released the statement to protect his brand uh-huh. but the the uh, the human side of me is kind of like you know you need to stand by what you said you said it stand by it um but i understand because of his brand and everything that he has it was smart that he did apologize it was because that ultimately saved his job at at fox because once he made that, they can they decided to keep him, which further makes me believe that a lot of Jews run Fox Network as well. I don't know. Well, but well, but, but but that's the thing, though. Like it's it's not it's not um, it's not like a secret that a lot of Jewish people do run a lot of the industry, big corporations. And Fortune 500 companies, so like that's not a secret. Right. And um, and for people that are from up north, like I'm from up north, everyone knows Jewish people run New York. Yeah. Like that's like that's not a secret. Like Jewish people in New York, like a, a very popular um, or like you know like lawyers or big time CEO people, a lot of them are Jewish for sure. And so they they legit run. They run a lot of the media, and and with that it, it, with that in mind, he released an eight paragraph. It was very lengthy, a eight eight page. Sorry, not eight, eight page. Come on, eight page letter. A eight paragraph. Come on, Aaliyah. Okay, uh, eight, <laughs> I'm <laughs> writing you a. Okay, no, but he released. I don't want those vocals. Though. I know. I don't even got that shower voice to even appease you. I'm sorry. Um. He wrote an eight paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he he wrote this long paragraph on Facebook about. So he, I guess he came to that discussion, um, to that conclusion, after speaking with like some Jewish leaders, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to just release this statement." And I think, aka the Jewish leaders, were Fox Fox News and Fox Network or whoever owns the Mass Singers or whatever. Right. 
So he wrote this statement, and let me just let you hear what he said here. And I'm not gonna—I'm not reading all eight paragraphs. I'm eating twenty to thirty-five seconds of it. Nick says, I apologize to my Jewish brothers and sisters for putting them in such a painful position, which was never my intention. But I know this whole situation has hurt many people and together we will make it right. I have dedicated my daily efforts to continuing conversations to bring the Jewish community and the African-American community closer together, embracing our differences and sharing our commonalities. That's what he said via Facebook. Right. Okay. So, where do we go from here, Nick? Rob, where does Nick go from here? Um, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you because yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. So, um, as far as Nick Cannon's like his shows and all that other stuff, I'm I don't watch any of that. Um, I personally think Nick Cannon is corny. However. He's always he's he's always been yes. corny, right? He's always been a always. corny dude. Yes. However, how, however, though, I I I I actually love and I stand for his his business sense. Nick Cannon as a businessman, I actually do like and 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 of and course. respect. Um, so I feel like the um, at this particular point, the ball is in Viacom's court. To, to basically what's going to happen next as far as with them because it really just depends on what his contract is with Viacom regarding all of that. How and Right, but I think he owns his show. I think he owns Wild and Out. Which is which is under Viacom CBS. Correct. But I think he actually owns it so he can take that show with him to another network. I think that's how it works. Well, yeah. Well, well, see, that's the thing. We it, that's not one hundred percent been clear yet, because and, and so that's what I'm saying. We don't really know what his what his contract is with with, that with yeah states, with, right. with Viacom because he may not own it full out. But in the event that he does, because of the type of person that Nick Cannon is, I see him starting his own version of like Revolt TV, which 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 Diddy has, which is which is if if anyone listening doesn't know. Revolt TV is a black-owned, quote-unquote, TV channel um, that is owned, I think, by Diddy. Um, Correct. And um, so, yeah, I see Nick Canning doing that, or I see him even doing something possibly low-level. And I mean low-level, not like low-budget, but just like on the lowest level of doing what Issa Rae does and how she has her color creative channel on YouTube. So I feel like because... He, he's already a business person. Like, I think he's someone who's going to bounce back. Yeah. I kind of like what you said, though, to, to piggyback off that of him starting his own network. I think that might be, I, I think that might be the time now. Like, imagine him having NCN. Not CNN, NCN, Nick Cannon Network. That might be dope. No, I, I well, well, once, let, see, let me, because I'm about to get caught up again. So let me, yeah. So what I'm so what I'm I'm just going to be honest. Regardless of now, a lot of Nick Cannon's content it 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 isn't for me. Like I'm not his consumer base, so I probably right. wouldn't be watching whatever the hell is on NCN. However, as a um as a as a person who likes 
to see other black men and other black people succeed, I would definitely like stand behind him and say, hey, you know, that's so dope that you started your own channel or whatever it is. But the, the content and the material more than likely won't be for me because I didn't really. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm surprised that all of this happened because I didn't even know people still watching fucking wild and out. I mean, it's gotten better. I didn't, re- you know what? I didn't realize up, up until like maybe a month ago that Wild and Out had came out in two thousand five. I didn't realize. I didn't that. realize that because I guess it had gone. Yeah, it had gone off the the air for a couple of years. As it should have. And I don't know. Maybe I started I started watching it when it got back on air, but I didn't realize it was back in two thousand and five. That is like a that's a, a long ass time. It is no that's that's a long and actually on his okay so when he got fired. He released one statement and he basically said that he's been with Viacom for over 20 years because Nick Cannon, you remember he was on Nickelodeon, all that. He was a teenager. So he's been with Viacom for years. So, yeah, it's one of those. He's definitely going to bounce back. Like, yeah, he's definitely going to bounce back. Right. Now, what was funny to me is, you know how you said we got his back, the black community it was crazy to me how the white community wanted us to cancel him. Right. Because they were uncomfortable with what he said. Right. Um, they started, like, they tried to cre- create this, like, false narrative that was, I don't know. Um, they tried to, I don't know how they, how, I don't know why they thought that we would cancel him or we should cancel him because they were offended. Right, right. That's not how cancel culture works, one. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was very funny how the white society wanted to dictate to black people how we should denounce, like, another black man because of views that they didn't agree with. But anyway. But, yeah, so, no, I don't, I don't, that's all I really got to say about Nick Cannon, though. Um, he has my right. support and continue to stand strong and continue to speak your mind and don't let these people hold you back or block you from your growth. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Cannon, and everyone, everyone else at Wild and Out, they get uh, blessed for me. Right. Now, next, I want to go into Will and Jada. Oh God! Now, Will, <laughs> well, so apparently, uh, last week Jada was supposed to bring herself to the table, but not only did she do that, she brought Will Smith along with her. I thought it to be an interesting conversation. Um, I can't say I, I, I left that, that conversation with, with, um, stuff that I didn't already know, but honestly, I think they were tiptoeing around a lot of it. So it was kind of like they were still holding a lot to themselves, which they should do They're They, that's their relationship and we shouldn't be in it in the first place. But did you get a chance to see that episode? I did. I did. Um, I, I did, I did entertain it. Um, Why'd you lie, Jada? Why'd you lie? <laughs> I did. Um, I did um, entertain it, and um, it was. It was. I mean, it was. Let's just be honest. It was very. It was very performative. Like it was. Very. It was. It was the conversation. And I'm using air quotations for conversation. To where you can tell they were definitely coached, and that they knew it was. It was rehearsed. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly, and you knew. It was the body language for me. It was the laughter for me. Like when they laughed, when 
August name came up, I looked at this and I was like, this is a scam. Yeah. They, Aug. Come on, Aug. <laughs> first first it was August. And then they both started calling him Aug. And I was like, okay, this is very personable. Um, why are we doing this right yeah. now? <laughs> right. Um, was that the bedroom name? Then, right. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and if we're going to be honest, there has been rumors about Will and Jada being open since the 90s. For sure. So this isn't. So this isn't something new, and that's but, and so, but that's why I didn't take them as at face value when they were on the red table talk because they didn't. We, well, I they haven't publicly said they were they were in an open relationship, right? But I left that right. conversation oh. knowing that they were. At least I got that from it because they tiptoed around that. I don't think I don't think that Jada and Will were separated when August and Jada was together. I don't believe that. I believe that they had an understanding, and that's why yeah. that's why he said that he got his permission to be with Jada. It was an understanding. I don't think that they were separated. No, and I, I agree with that. I don't think they they ever were separated. And if they were separated, that means that their asses have been separated since the 90s. So I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've ever been separated. I think they do have an open marriage. However, though, they just didn't want to tell everybody that they're in an open marriage but those rumors have been swirling for years so like that's this that's, that's nothing new right and, they just and i and honestly just, i think that could be that could be an ideal relationship with the right mindsets involved with the right mindsets involved that open relationship is not for everybody right but embrace it if you know how to deal with it right yeah like like for me you know i don't go to that church open is not my ministry okay come on but, church but, <laughs> right you see it, <laughs> but oh, you, but you, for, oh, you whore! <laughs> but I told that, but for some, but for some people, <laughs> you're an idiot. But for some people, it does work, right? And and but but here's the thing, though, for them, it has worked because they've been doing it since the '90s. They've been doing it, and it's and it, and then mind you, it's always been. Oh, I want that Will and Jada love. Everybody's aspired to have that. So when you think about it. There's something about that love that that uh, that's that's people still want, and I think even more after there's the open-minded couples still want that Will and Jada love because because they're they're showing how you go through an open relationship, and that's aspiring to some people who live that lifestyle. Right. Correct. Well. Yeah. Well. Well, it's fifty-fifty because they never said that they were in an open marriage. Though they don't have. That's what I'm saying. What's understood doesn't have to be said. They didn't have to say that they were in an open relationship. So my takeaways from that conversation were the one that they were in an open relationship and two that they have this version of honesty that only those two can understand, which is right. admirable. Like when you when you when you see that, it's like, hmm, I might yeah. I like that relationship. I want a relationship like that where I can talk to my partner about anything and we're open about it. You know what I'm saying? And we right. have the understanding. The world doesn't have to have the understanding, but we have that understanding. And three the biggest takeaway from it that Jada was selfish and she got what she wanted and she bounced and she left August the same way he came into that relationship broken very broken so it was, uh, counter, okay. it was counterproductive but those were my takeaways from it I don't think that she did not love him 
or have love for him, but it was more in a selfish way. You get what I'm saying? She just wanted what she yeah. she needed. She said that she was there to help him because he was broken. But Jada, you didn't do nothing but break him down even more, even more. So now when we go back to that interview and we actually hear him talking, that was him picking up picking up all the pieces of himself together by himself. He didn't have the Jada and the Will around no more. You get what I'm saying? So he was a broken, still broken young man. He's been through a lot. So I do feel sorry for him. Okay, so I think my takeaways from it were, um, number one, Will and Jada have a really good publicist um, <laughs> because they were definitely they were definitely coached. Um, number two, I love their honesty to where they could talk about whatever the situations were, um, you know, whatever whatever issues they had, they were able to talk about it. Um, number three. Um, I love the look on Will's face because Will, the whole entire interview, Will was looking at her like, we had a good thing going and you fucked it up because your outside dick couldn't keep his mouth shut. That Right. That, that is exactly, that is exactly that, where, I, where I'm at with it. He really, like, he really was looking at her like, like, you know, you don't fucked up, right? Like, he really, like, he really wanted to say that to her. Like, this is like, 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 like when she was talking the camera zoomed on his face and like there were certain moments to where he legit wanted to bust out laughing because he was like you're so stupid <laughs> and because you like, just signed a motherfucking like, NDA right right um and then I think the last part of it so I actually disagree with your last part about um her her being selfish what um, I mean yeah I mean but look though it's one of those things to where when you're in an open marriage, that's 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 what it's about. She wanted to get pounded, and of course. But what I'm what, saying is not to cut you off. No, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold so I don't agree. I don't agree with the way how she went about it. So, so that part, yes, she was selfish in that regard because she she kind of she she was being kind of manipulative in the way of how she would think she tried to help him when no she wasn't she was trying to get her box beaten and she did <laughs> she did and there's no i mean and i mean i i kind of understand that because i'm pretty sure she got tired of being will's top so she was like <laughs> you know let me let me go you know not jaded with the strap on <laughs> yeah oh you didn't you didn't know that jada is strapping will <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm not. Nope. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going down this rabbit hole with that you. That is. A, that's, that's a long rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> nope. Goodbye, Kodak. However, you listen. You Jada's strap game is is strong. Got to be look strong. At her. You know. It, you know. It's got to be strong because when you think about it, will. Well, I don't. I think she coerced them into this relationship, this type of relationship that she had, she has with him now. Because Jada didn't want to get married, like she didn't want to get married. And then Will, on the other hand, he didn't want to get divorced, right? He said, I think he said right. in, in one interview, like divorce was his biggest failure. Because like I, I think he was married a time before, and he, yeah, he was right. So he felt like that would be his biggest failure. So he's always like strived to keep his marriage alive and strong, or whatever the case may be. But he got into right. this relationship with Jada, and I don't know. Like, it just feels like it was like something that she forced him into, and they had an understanding. And maybe he is messing with other people, and and maybe she is. Well, definitely she is for sure. 
Yeah. You you actually took the conversation into somewhere where I wanted to go, which is one of like, you know, there were a lot of people on social media that was saying, oh my God, I feel so bad for Will. And I was like, no, you shouldn't feel bad for Will because I was like, I'm pretty confident Will was doing his thing too. However, whoever he was kicking it with just hasn't said anything. He probably had them sign that NDA. And that's why he was like looking at Jada like he's stupid. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Like, like I'm sure the people that Will kicked it with, we probably would never hear about it until after probably Will passes away. Because that's when everybody comes out the woodwork. When like when the celebrity dies, that's when all these people come out and be like, oh, well, I slept with so-and-so. And I'm like, you really could have kept that to yourself. We didn't really need to know that, right? <laughs> like, right, okay. exactly. So, but yeah, it's just one of those like, but I think that's another reason why Will was sitting there looking at her stupid and was like, like he was he he legit was looking at her like, yo, we good over here, all good. <laughs> so, right? He was like, we don't have those problems. He's like, we we're not having those problems over here. So you think do you think this is a conversation? Um, I mean, not a conversation. Do you think this is a relationship that can be mended between August and Jada? Not a relationship like that, but even like a friendship, you know? Because he because it really shows that he really loves her. I, I do get that. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's something that. I mean, ugh, I don't know though. You just don't walk honest. away I mean, from they, somebody like that. He walked. She walked away from him, even though she said that he stopped communication with her. It's like so. After that, you didn't even try to reach out to him and call him. You just said, "Okay, well, I got, I got the dick, and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm bouncing. Yo, you don't want to deal because I, these are my decisions. These are my rules. I'm gonna be, get back with my husband, and you wasn't comfortable with it. And all right, cool. I walk away. I'll let you do but, you. But actually, I don't even think, I don't even think it went like that. To be real with you, I think it was a situation of, um. Um, Jada met August. They started kicking it. He started beating her box in, and she caught. I mean, he caught feeling at his low point. And she was, yeah, yes. And she was like, "No, that's not what this is. This is just a beat down in whatever." And I you think don't left, beat but, down and take vacations and spend months and years together. You don't do. I mean, it's a different. No, see, Rob, I disagree with yes, you. Yes, you that. do. No, no, you don't go on vacations with somebody multiple times. And expect it to just be a beat down the box. I don't think that's how it works. Now, correct me if I'm yes, wrong. It does work. It does work like that. Okay, so you can go on vacations with somebody that you just want to beat down, and so it's, so so. Okay, so what you're saying is more than a one night stand. Well, see, no, that's the thing. It's not a one night stand. He was he August was a personal. He was a personal professional side piece. That's what you are. When when you are kicking it with someone or a couple that's in an open relationship, you're 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 the permanent side piece. Have you been a permanent side piece? I have. Oh wow! How did that go? Um, were you Will or Jada or August? Where were you? All three. Damn! How many open relationships you been in? We're not talking about that today. <laughs> I charge for that kind of talk. Two <laughs> two. $2 for the first minute and three fifty for every minute after. I cash up you. So like, so, so you were the, you were the August relationship. So let's put you in the August situation. If you were in August mind, in August's shoes, right? And you got curved, you just walk away from the open relationship or what do you do? 
But that's the thing, though. When I was August, there is no curving because you need to know your place as the permanent side piece. Because, and also, too, when I was the August, the couple told me, like, yo, we're like, we're, we're staying married. We're not getting divorced. But we, but you can be the permanent side piece or whatever the situation. But yeah, like, there's never going to be like y'all two together. Like, we're going to stay married. And that's what I think didn't happen to where I think, I think August caught feelings. And Jada was like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is. But wouldn't that be confusing, though, if he, as as he, no. as, if he went and got permission, not permission, or what he said, blessings from Will Smith, don't you think it'd be kind of weird to hear that and then hear that? You get what I'm saying? Like, hear no. that. We, but you got my, no, I got your blessings to be with your wife, and we're good. Yes, sex, sexually, though, that's it. Sexually, that's it. Not August, he was nothing. August was not. he was living dick because Will was doing whatever he does and that's another topic for another time but will was doing whatever he was doing on the other wing of the house so will was like yeah like i, I give you permission so yeah you could be you can be in here you could be living this but that's where that stops you feel what i'm saying yeah and i feel like i feel like august wanted more than being living this and that's when will and jada had to step in and was like oh no you got us fucked up that's not what this is you just don't you don't leave somebody like that i think it's got to be more of a conversation and like i said um he was at his a lowest conversation point about what because what is this, donnell jones where i want to be yeah yes baby where i want to be but look he was broken down first you got to understand his mental state right his sister just died which is not where his real sister is his sister-in-law but no one ever talks about that his sister-in-law passed and his brother passed right before her on uh, his actual brother which those were both of the parents to the three little kids that now he considers his daughters. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And then he got, uh, he was paralyzed or he fainted on the show and he was in the hospital in a coma or whatever for a couple of months and he couldn't even walk or talk again. Anyway, very traumatic situations that happened to him. You don't take advantage of somebody that's broken down like that just because you want some dick. I'm sorry, Jada. No. That doesn't work. Well, no, 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 no. I agree with that. That, that, that I agree with, um, but it doesn't it doesn't change my stance on it. He was living he was living dick that caught feelings. That was it in my personal opinion. Right, and she said, "You know what? Bye." Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of saying bye to your to old things, um, let's get into another topic. Let's get into Tamara Hawsley uh, from the Real departing the show. Have you heard about that one? I have heard about that. She says goodbye to the real. Now, she co-hosted this show for, I want to say, seven years. And it debuted yeah, back in... Yeah, off and on, right? No, not off and on. She's, she's been a consistent co-host on that daytime show for seven years. Um, and she's been on the show since the debut, since 2013. Damn, it's been on since 2013. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But she made her exit via social media. Mm. So this is what she had to say <laughs> To my fellow hosts I love you I will miss you And I will always be there for you Thank you for teaching me, supporting me And loving all of me Sisters forever I'll be rooting for you 
as I look forward to spending more time with my family, pursuing amazing opportunities, and embarking on the next chapter of my life. So she released that message on Instagram and Twitter. And that came, I want to say, a little over a month after her other co-host, Amanda Seals, left the show. They left for totally different reasons. Amanda says she wasn't able to be herself. The black voices didn't count at that show. And it was more so she had issues with people behind the scene. Whereas Tamara just said she wanted to grow with her family, spend, get different opportunities, and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I necessarily believe that's Me the reason either. she left that show. I, I, no, I think she was fired. Because she didn't get the pay that she won. I think she was one of the highest paid on the show. But I think that when they were doing that re, the renewal of that contract, those numbers probably mm-hmm. didn't add up, I think. And she didn't get what she wanted. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because especially in these economic times, no one is leaving a job like that on the real. You know, that's, that's a guaranteed paycheck, by the way, to, to pursue other obligations or opportunities because let's be honest um she was act she wasn't doing shit before the real you remember after the game ended that's what i'm yeah yeah she wasn't she wasn't yeah she wasn't really doing anything like like she would pop up every now and again in like a lifetime movie but before the real she wasn't really doing anything and and her i mean and her acting is um, I mean, she's she's decent. She's a decent actress, but it's like she wasn't getting top tier roles. No, for sure. So, no. But that's why so it was I like kind of surprising that she left the show because it was like, well, what did she have? What else does she have going on besides the real? Because even when she was on the real, she didn't really. There was no other side job that I remember her doing. You know what I'm saying? No. So I thought like, well, maybe she's being like a lot of other black people that are waking up and they're quitting the show because now they. They realize that these corporations don't really support us or our views. Right. Kinda, that's kind of where I initially thought, but then I was like, eh, right, maybe it was a contract. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think I definitely think it was a contract. Um, however, though, with that, I also don't think like she's necessarily hurting for money either. Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she still gets sister sister syndication money. Hopefully, um, so. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. When I heard it, I was like, Tamara of all people. I know. Like, I thought that, I thought that maybe like um, Lonnie Love, maybe. Well, I know because Lonnie don't have shit to do either, <laughs> and uh, Adrian don't got shit to do either. Besides, be a beer to her husband. Let me tell um, you. Ooh, <laughs> let me uh, wait. Let me tell you a, a comedian that's not funny. Lonnie Love. Anyway. Continue. <laughs> I didn't even know. Listen, I didn't even. Lonnie, yeah. She, Go back to. She's problematic. <laughs> she, she's problematic within her own right, but no, I don't think Lonnie Love is funny. But of anything, I thought that Jeannie would have possibly left. But then also. Now, who was being a beard to their husband? Huh? Who was being a beard to their husband? I missed that one. Okay. So the only person who is not doing anything on the real and that nobody knew who they were was Jeannie. Was she you're saying she was the one who's being a, a beard to the husband? I, no, I'm ignoring your question. Uh, no, what I'm saying no, yeah. <laughs> This is a safe place for unsafe conversations. Okay. So out of all the 
the the crew on the show no one knew who genie was like what did genie do before the real i don't remember what she did i just that was actually my first time but i actually think she makes the show see i thought she was like the lead of the show i always felt like tamara was like more so the class act at the table but at the same time she wasn't the the, the lead runner i think that lead runner at that show is genie genie mike can hold that show by herself well, uh, well, I'm also going to say this. I actually don't. Okay, so I I like the concept of the reel because what the reel is supposed to be is supposed to be a younger generation of the view. But I but I actually agree with Amanda Seals because I actually don't feel like none of them are real on that show. None of them. It are, feels mm-hmm. no. It feels it feels very forced when you watch it. Very controlled. And that's yep. why. And that's why it's not for me. And to be honest with you, even though the women on The View are older, I actually prefer to watch The View because they're actually real on there. And they say how they actually feel, whether it's right or wrong or problematic, they still say it. Yep. And I, I see, and um, to be honest with you, I actually started to watch it a little bit when I heard Amanda Seals was going to be on it. Because everybody know Amanda Seals don't give a fuck at all whatsoever. Right, she was great and very opinionated for that show. And maybe sometimes, maybe too opinionated. But then again, like you said, it's called The Real. So why be on the show right. if you're not keeping it that way? Exactly. And I just feel like it's very, I feel like it's very, it's very poor. And um, and although I, I did like Tamar on the show, Tamar can be annoying. And so I, so I understand why they got rid of her because she... She can be annoying and over the top, but I felt like Amanda Seals was a really good someone in the younger generation that was intelligent about a lot of different topics mm-hmm. who wasn't going to back down. Yeah, she and was. I feel like, Amanda was a good addition to that show, a good addition to that show, but that wasn't the right show for her. Tamar no, not. was like the firecracker on that show. Like she was like the fire starter on that show. I think she was very needed on that show because after she got let go. I'm sure people start stopped tuning in because it wasn't as entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're saying right. she was annoying, but I really feel like a lot of people miss that type of banter on that type of show because all them other ladies up there, even Lonnie, being a black lady and Adrian, they're not keeping it real like that. Tamar no. was always keeping it real. And that's why you love that factor uh, about her because she brought what the show was to the table. I, I agree. I agree. And um, yeah, I just feel like to be honest, unless they, they honestly need to do a complete mix up on that show. To, to be real with you, they actually need a whole new crew. So you so you won't even keep any of the existing ladies on there? No, not at all. Wow. None of them. All right. So then who would be a good inclusion to the show? Well, um, who, who you know can who fire things that, up? Uh huh. I said, who do you think can fire that show up? Um,. You know, it's somebody that I actually think would be really good because, and first off, she just got fired from the show, so she would be awesome. Oh my gosh, we're on the same uh, page. I think we're on the is, same page. Is, I think so. It's Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. I, she's on my list. She's on my list of people that should be added Kiki, to the show. She is. She's on Kiki my list. Palmer, Kiki Palmer is. She's um, she's young, so she gets the young professional kind of crowd. Yep. She's intelligent. She's well spoken. Um, and she and on top of that, she she has also talked about her being bisexual. And so she's charismatic she also, too. Yes, and she also brings that to the table. Is a young black woman 
who is holding her own in a business that that I I um that I think she said she identifies as bisexual and she's been with women. So that would be an awesome addition to a show. And she has a great POV all the time. I'm always here with yeah. she has, and she has a good speaking voice. I love that about her. Some good additions yeah. too though. What about New York? You know what? Oh, so I actually stand for New York and if she can if she can tone it down, just maybe I did not a lot, not not a lot. If she can tone it down, just ten percent for the everyday TV, for the TV audience, she would be excellent. And all that, all that takes is just a little interviewing uh, skill set, and she could be good. She right. could be good, but still have her personality, but more in an interviewing. Agree. Uh, back and forth type of commentary, and she, I think she would be good. But I think she's needed back on TV because that type of flair that she brought years ago was missing from daytime. It is. So it yeah. Is. Oh, wait a minute. And Tisha Campbell, and I only say Tisha Campbell because when I, I saw her on that show, she actually fit with that with that uh, with that panel. So imagine Kiki Palmer, Tisha Campbell. Um, I think I think Tisha Campbell actually would be would be really good because she would be she would be like the older like the you know like the you know like the older kind of voice of reason sort of thing. Right. Maybe. So we got we got uh, New York got Tisha Campbell we got Kiki Palmer and give me one more let's go let's let's go with four because I think five is pushing it. Yeah. Um. Who else would be a good one? You know what? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go on a limb with this, um, and I know that 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 they are actors, but I actually would entertain possibly seeing them on daytime TV, either um, Yvonne Orgy or Issa Rae. Wait, what was the first name you said? Yvonne Orgy. I don't know Yvonne Orgy. Hold on, let me do a Google search she's, on her right quick. She's she's Molly from Insecure. Oh, okay. That's all you had to say, nigga. Is Molly from Insecure who love the hoteps? Sorry. <laughs> That's her real name, you fucking idiot. I didn't know. I didn't know, but I don't. I don't know her real name. I think this is the first time I ever knew about Molly was from Insecure. So I didn't know her about anything she did before. Oh. Not even her real name. But anyway, I think she's good on yeah. Insecure. But okay, that'd be that'd be interesting. So Molly, yeah. or who else? Or or actually, or Issa. To be honest with you. Mm, I don't think Issa's got a good schedule like that. I think well, Issa's well, too busy. I know, well, yeah, well, that's—I mean—that's the—that's—that's that's the caveat. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like I feel like they do kind of need someone, I guess, a little bit more in the middle because but we, everyone we're not we just, being fair. Everyone though. we just we're not be, everyone we just named was black has a big personality and black, big personality and black. So we're not being fair to what that show is about. That show is about diversity. And they've always had a diverse cast up there. So when I'm thinking about it now, we're not being fair to that show's brand. Because we got all black girls. We got Kiki. So we got to let somebody go. All right. I'm going to keep Kiki. I'm going to let I'm gonna let uh, New York go. I'm letting New York go. Oh. Okay. I'm going to add in replacing New York with Chris, Chrissy Teigen. Bam. I think she's fun. She's charismatic. Ooh. I think she'll be good, and she she knows she knows how to hold a conversation, and she's kind of quick with it too. Okay, um, you know what? For for diversity purposes and her audience, I actually agree with Chrissy Teigen. Um, personally, 
fuck Chrissy Teigen because she blocked me on Twitter. Ho. <laughs> um, Tell me more. Um, but and and but also but and also she would be good. So Chrissy Teigen is also problematic too. So she actually Chrissy Teigen but, would be. But good. who isn't problematic? We got to start confronting our problematic ways. We're all problematic in some way, shape, or form. Emb- oh yeah, let's embrace oh, that I shit. Own that. Everyone. Every everyone everyone is problematic. Um, but yeah, I say I say I'm cool with Chrissy. Um, so I guess we need to round it out with the colonizer. <laughs> yeah, ooh, let's do that. Who would you say? Mm. Uh, Candace Owens. Um, Where you gonna go with Candace Owens? Who? Candace Owens. Where we going? You're you're stupid. Um, ooh. Um. I would have to think about that. Okay. So, Christy Teigen, maybe we'll, we'll pick up on that. But we got Christy Teigen and Kiki Palmer. I think those two, even alone, would be good for commentary. But we still need one more person. Even we, even if we didn't get a fourth person. Wait, no, we got a fourth person. We got Kiki Palmer. No, did we get a fourth person? And you said Tisha. And you said oh, Tisha. Tisha. Oh, she black, too. But well, she light-skinned black. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all so we need. Brings- we, we, uh, we, we good. So, we got, we got, we got a fair skin. We got a light skin. We got an Asian, and I don't know if I want to see. Maybe they should open up to somebody white on the show. Yeah, they, yeah, they need a call. They, on, need, they need a call on us. Yeah, I do. They do need somebody white on the show, but somebody white that's kind of like between left and left and right, but more right wing. I don't know. Maybe. No. Anyway. Cause they got to keep it real, yeah. and I want I want some kind of like commentary, some kind of banter. Not everybody's agreeing because the producers backstage saying y'all got to agree on this, and that's what exactly. the, that's what the real gives me now. That's that's exactly what the real gives to me. So yeah, I think that's it though. Um, that's uh, that's it for me for hot topics. Do you have anything you want to share? Um, no, that is that's actually it. I would talk about Megan Thee Stallion getting shot, but I really don't know where she got shot out because that story has so many different holes in it. I'm so confused about that. Yeah, there's a lot of holes in that. So I'm not sure. Did you see the video, the police video? I did, that? and I thought that she was, you know, cut by glass from her foot because I saw a lot of blood marks every time she stepped somewhere. But then she came out and, and she released a statement and she said she wasn't shot in her foot. I mean, sorry, wasn't stabbed in her foot. She was actually shot at a couple times. So, um, and then I heard another story that Tory Lanez was waving a gun around. He accidentally shot Megan in the leg. I mean, I just, I mean, so many different holes in that story. And I do not have the time for all that fucking research to figure out what right. going on it's in just, their life. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not. You know that invested um not at all um, i like some no uh, i like some of the horse girls music but <laughs> uh, uh, but that's kind of you know where the, of course i don't want anyone to get shot or anything like that so i wish her the best on that regard but as far as all the hood rattery drama i'll pass okay i like this i like this commentary that we we've, we've been having rob i do i do like this commentary and i just want to say thank you for just coming on my show oh i might have you back i might i might have me back on your show next week <laughs> that that you know that actually you saw what might I did work <laughs> no i didn't see anything because this is my show uh, but um 
you know, if I, you know, if I have, I'll look at my Outlook calendar to see if I can squeeze you in. Look, look at your um, your um, your whole your whole bag, and see if you got all your things packed, and look at your schedule, and see if you can make it. <laughs> I'll I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really did have a, a good uh, conversation uh, with you this week. This is kind of fun. I might have I might have a guest every week. This might be fun. You should. Um, and um, actually, I think I have um, a person in mind who should be guest number two. Who? Who is that? Um, the one and only Miss Donna Vet. So she's hilarious. Donna Vet is hilarious. Donna Vet is. She's a- very she hilarious. is hilarious and and she knows and and like she you know what's so funny gives- about donna vet and she's gonna hate me for this but she reminds me so much of amanda seals and she doesn't like it and she thinks they're they're polar yeah, they are polar like- opposite and they're actually not polar opposite they're actually very similar okay i'm gonna say this um megan donna vet you know i love you all day however i have to agree with kodak her Amanda Seals, Amanda Seals and Donna Vet are very similar. However, Donna Vet is is has way more likable and has a way better personality than Amanda Seals. Like Amanda Seals to me can come off very kind of hard and abrasive sometimes. I can receive and that. And I feel like yeah, but I feel like Donna Vet is not like that. Like when you when you first meet Donna Vet, you know Donna Vet is like, "Hey, where's the party at? What's up, people?" You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Donna. I mean, I feel like Amanda Seals is not like that. Amanda Seals is like, "I'm just fucking here." <laughs> right. <laughs> that is very true. I might have to reach out to her. She might have to be on our yes. on our show. Come on, our show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know why I'm asking you. She should definitely be on my show. Um, another person I would, I definitely think would be good would be katie oh hey katie yes katie would be fun too yeah i like what she's doing with her plants and pores yes and that's another thing yeah her her plants and pores is and it'd be be perfect though because we can talk about green and drinks exactly right this is a drink this is you know this is a drinking podcast even though you're not drinking nothing right now i don't know why but this is a drinking show don't get it twisted well i just don't want to drink on my show but yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um but yeah it you know it's really it's just really dope it sucks that corona's happening because this this would be something that would be really dope in person it was in, yeah in, like, well but not just in person but in person with other people too. other yeah yes for sure that's what it's gonna you know what i we're on to something here for sure yes i am on to something thank you Ooh, for that come on we're on to something <laughs> this is your show not mine it is thank you once again but yeah man i think this is really really fun i enjoyed our banter as always um and maybe i can have you back on your show yeah that would that would be awesome and then hopefully the next time i'm on here i can plug my only fan oh <laughs> oh that's how you be making your money okay now you know i heard that i heard y'all make a lot of money monthly yeah yeah we do sometimes some months Tell us more on the next episode. Alrighty, so that was my conversation with Rob, and I am going to jump into the next segment here. Welcome to Drunk Confessions. We're back, and this is the part of the show where you guys send your letters in 
or your voicemails into the show. This segment does not run without you guys. So I want to encourage you to leave a voicemail at 678-765-9150. Or you can send me an email and remain anonymous at Kodakboy at KidYouNot.com. That's K-O-D-A-K-B-O-I at KidYouNot.com. So again, this segment cannot run without you guys, but I want to wrap this up and head into last call. gentlemen at this time i need to announce it's last call at the bar oh. all right so tonight on last call this is not a positive one because tonight we're gathered around the bar to give a big fuck you to georgia's governor brian kemp who has taken it upon himself now to sue atlanta mayor keisha lance bottoms to block her mask mandate order now i have a hard time wrapping my mind around this because as this continues to play out, everybody wants to cut back on the on the coronavirus cases. Am I correct? At least that's what's been projected in the media. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. On Monday, Kemp, you encouraged everybody in the state of Georgia to wear masks. Let me pull up your tweet. Your social media says, Georgia's first lady and I are asking all Georgians to mask up as we continue to face COVID-19 head on. These are challenging times, but there's nothing we can't accomplish when we work together. That's what you said on Monday. But days later, you're suing the mayor of Atlanta, a city that is predominantly black, a city where blacks have disproportionately died from this virus. What happened to us working together, bro? You're quick to say you believe in local control. That is until a black local government tries to help its own people. You're quick to say you're pro-life. That is until black people have died from a pandemic. Not only has science showed that masks offer more protection against this virus, but even health experts agree that wearing a mask or even a covering helps slow down the virus. This virus is deadly. It's not a joke. But you continue to downplay the deaths of people here in Georgia. Why is that? Because you don't give a fuck. Science has also shown that breathing in small amounts of the virus may lead to no disease or far more a mild disease. But on the other hand, if you inhale a large amount of it, it can result in a serious disease or death. So what does that tell you? Wear a fucking mask. Why are you politicizing this? Do you see what we're going through? Every state has a surge. So I guess we should just ignore the science. This is a simple thing to do. Wear a fucking mask. So Mr. Kemp, as I close out this show, fuck you and your 124-page lawsuit. I stand with Keisha. All right, well, I think that's it for this week's episode of Cocktails with Kodak. We did it. Episode four, everybody. I want to thank my co-host, Rob, who joined me earlier in our hot toddy segment for the Red Cup Talk. 
I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. I'm about to get my ass out of here. I'm tired. I had a long week and I'm ready to have some more of this cocktail. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Love you guys. And I also want to encourage you again, send in your emails to kodakboy at kidyounot.com or you can call and leave any voicemail you want. You want to give critique on the show. You want some uh, feedback on anything. You want to leave a drunk confession. The voicemail to call gets you directly to the podcast. 678-765-9150. Call the number. Show some love. Say hi to me. Whatever. Leave me a message. Doesn't matter. Love you guys. All right. I'm signing off. You can't stay here.